0: So today we're going to read um, Ephesians 6, 21 to 24. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how you, you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks. All right, guys. Sweet. Thank you, Pastor John. Thanks for inviting me. So good to be here. Thank you, Phyllis So sweet. Yeah. i've never been to a worship with ukulele only it was oh really that was quite was an experience for, for once off. i know right um but yeah just as pastor john uh, was saying i graduated from master's program in august with uh, a teaching english degree not quite using my degree at the moment but i know god <laughs> will use that at one point though just don't tell my professors that um i'm in this <laughs> church called gospel have you guys seen a church the big kind of like a logo Gospel it used to be called yes. Crossroads. Yeah, so I just um, began working there in August. It's time's flying. It's been like three months here. And um, Pastor I don't know if you talk about the Send Network stuff, but have you ever talked about that? You're like yes, uh, Baptist, yes, yeah. Yes. So I'm sure you've met John's friend, Pastor John's friend, just like kind of coming in. Uh, and our church is also, I don't know if this is the right word to use, like a neighbor church, brother church. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, whatever. Absolutely, same church planning network, uh, same family. And it's just so good to be here. Uh, Pastor Scott called me, who is my boss, to tell you guys that he also sends warm greetings. Uh, Maybe he should come out here one day. Maybe he should come out here one day, too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And just so grateful for opportunity. And when Pastor John called me uh, and gave me the text, I was like, man, he decided to give me the hardest text. He decided to drop a bomb at this (laughs) 25-year-old youngster, and it took a... I read, I read it, I read it in Korean, I tried reading in Japanese, I was like, oh man, oh man, this is a hard, hard text. Um, but I'm excited at the same time, and I think, Pastor John, you probably have been going through the series of the book of Ephesians. Yeah. And just as he was praying, this is a text of just such rich theology, uh, just really deep with the gospel, and just, just so rich, and just so many great things. And today, the text that, um, uh, that uh, Rebecca, you read is, is, is a final greeting. Right? It's final greetings. Uh, But before I go in the text, I want to just kind of introduce myself a little bit. I know you kind of help me out. My name's Daniel. I grew up in Japan. I'm overseas. I'm an international student. Um, I was born in South Korea. I moved to Japan uh, when I was four, I think? No, two. And then we went back and forth in South Korea and Japan. And I flew here to the United States in 2016. Um, I started my undergrad at middle of nowhere called Kansas State University, um, and then, <laughs> I know, right, and I'm here. Now, cool. now I'm at Carol Stream, I know, <laughs> the way God leads is pretty crazy. Um, and then I'll probably share a little bit of uh, that story as well later on as I am uh, gonna be talking about that journey as well, um, but then I transferred to Moody in 2019, uh, which is now like three years ago. Is it three years ago? I can't, I can't do the math. Almost four yeah, years yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I um, decided to transfer to Moody, graduate time. You're right. With COVID, everything <laughs> was just so complicated. Um graduated from undergrad at Moody and then I did master's degree with my two of my great friends. Yeah, they'll tell you how great of a student I was in the classroom. I was always full paying attention. I turned in my homework on time, never got in trouble. I'm just kidding. She's shaking her head. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, she is this way now, right? Um, but I finished my master's degree. Uh, In August, yeah, um, so I'm a little ahead of you guys, right? Yeah, with the graduation time, (laughs) finally I I finally got a diploma last week. Yeah, I finally got a diploma last week. So I was like, oh, now it's official, you know? Uh, I was always worried because I didn't get a diploma for two months. I was like, it's not, you know, without without diploma, man, nothing's gonna matter. But yeah. and then I finished and then the um, Lord was starting my heart uh, with church planting and then I got to meet some great leaders at that church and now I just begin my residency program. And through that, I met Pastor John, of course, and I was actually supposed to speak here in August. Was it August when you yeah. when I was supposed to come? I think it was August. Yeah, and I dropped a vomit in because I had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday morning. Did I let you know on Saturday? Oh, Friday yeah, night. Like, it Friday. Was like Friday night it something. was Friday night, Saturday. I really, really felt bad. Um, and then that and that was his revenge. He's like, man, okay, we'll I have dare. you back, but I'm gonna drop it with the hardest text, right? So, but yeah, anyways, uh, that was a that was quite an experience. I'm glad to get Daniel. That's Bye. right, absolutely. And then I. And then Rebecca was looking for a church, and she posted on Facebook, I was like, hey, I think I know the perfect church for you. So it's just so funny that half of this room right now is we students, you know, masters and undergrad or is anything like that. But anyway, so good to be here. I love this church's title, it's All People's Church. Um, I get fired up about multicultural stuff. I just love that. You know, when I grew up in Korea, I always thought, when my parents were teaching me about heaven, I always thought heaven would be just a bunch of Koreans, right, and then I moved to Japan, I think about heaven, I'm like thinking about these Japanese people. go to Kansas, and I see just now, everyone's gonna be white in heaven, right? And I come to Chicago, and there's just so much culture, there's so many people from different ethnic backgrounds, and then I'm like, man, this is a little taste of heaven that I see, I'm um, just so love your vision, I, you know, just love the, love the name of it, and I just really pray, I pray that the Lord is going to use all people's church, right, to advance God's kingdom in Glendale Heights, Carol Stream, uh, just all over Chicago. Can I pray before I get started? Is it okay with you guys? I'm going to pray real quick. Lord, we thank you for being in this room. We thank you for this opportunity. Uh, thank you for giving this servant a chance to really spread your word. Father, please let this be a moment uh, where we really uh, dive in deep into your word and just be a moment for us to get intimate with you through this uh, really blessing and this um, rich uh, words from you in this book of Ephesians. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So. As I kind of introduce myself, I just come from kind of all over the place, right? You know, there's like a foreign experience. There was a state university experience and then there was calling to ministry. I'd moved to Moody Bible Institute. Yeah, a little less, a uh, better version of Wien College, you know? Everyone gets super sensitive about that. Yeah, and then I got to fulfill my dream at Wien College, right? Anyways, just all over the place. So. I'm 25, still young, but then I was able to meet a lot of people from different backgrounds. And that also meant that I got to meet a lot of leaders. And leaders meaning like Pastor John, who is a pastor, which is church setting, or your part-time job. It could be professors. It could be your teachers. uh, It could be the parents. And just in lives, you really get to meet a lot of leaders in your life. And I did as well. Uh, Even from young child, um, I had a leader who was Korean, Japanese, English, and just lot of lot of experience with leaders and when i think about leaders right most of you guys would think about kind of a charisma with like public speaking skills and just so many things but more and more uh, as i'm aging not only with the gospel but really uh, just with the life experience i'm realizing well that's not that's not the whole port like not the whole part of leadership And one thing that I really realized with this um, leadership thing is that when I'm reading this text from Ephesians, uh, Paul Paul was a leader, right? I read it. I read it from one to six. There's rich, rich history, and I'm thinking, well, when we think about Paul, who do we think about? And obviously we call him Apostle Paul, so your idea of Paul is probably more like a public speaking preacher, or maybe a missionary, that's kind of the term that we use in evangelical world. But for me, with on top of that, to be a preacher, to be a missionary, to write letters like this, rich history, he was a leader. And let me tell you, I am still young, I'm repeating this, but one thing that I'm discovering with leadership, the leaders that we encounter, I just can see a little bit of a difference between bad examples of leadership versus good examples of leaderships. And bad example leadership, one thing that I say, usually leaders have to do the hard critique, right? Maybe saying some things that you don't wanna hear. And even going, even before going that deep, one thing that I realized with bad leadership is that they have no love. And the intention is for their own benefit. So for example, if I'm giving critique to someone else about what they're doing wrong, if I am saying this with love for that person to grow, I would kind of look at that as a good type of leadership. Even if that is a poor way of communicating, you still have a good intention of communicating those ideas. On the other hand, bad leaders, maybe they're good at commuting those ways, good at communicating all these words, public speaking skills, that's great, but that's for their own benefit. And maybe with the ministry background, working at a, I used to be at a small Korean church, and then I also got to be at Japanese churches, a lot of, now I Gospel Life, all these things. One thing that I realized, man, P, and I have received a lot of critiques, quite obviously, and I was not a good student, I was a very extroverted. As you can probably tell, you're like, wow, I can, I, can, I can read you, Daniel, right? People who has been giving me critique, what I can see is that, man, this person really loves me versus uh, this person saying this for his own benefit. Or this person's trying to use me. Yeah, yeah. Good. And I'm reading not only Ephesians, just so many letters, so many stories about Paul in this book of Bible in the New Testament. One thing that I see in Paul's leadership, because Paul's leadership shows real love. And he also tells us what leadership and love looks like in the last paragraph that we're going to see in this book of Ephesians, the one that Rebecca read. And the title of my sermon today is going to be, This is what love looks like. I know I just hit you up with this word called leadership in which love and leadership doesn't align together. Maybe you may think so. Maybe today you'll be able to learn, man, the biblical leadership really, really requires true love. And all these lectures that he gives, the walk with the Lord, um, children and parents, um, servants and masters, wives and husbands, he just hits us up with details, how to live as Christians. But his final summary, these last four verses tell us that this is in fact coming from his true love and how much he cared about these people in um, in the church of Ephesus. Uh, So before going in with this last uh, last four verses, and I'm sure, Pastor John, you have already been repeating and repeating about this context, but just going back briefly, uh, the context is that uh, this is written when Paul was in prison. Sometimes we read this without the context of like, oh man, he just is so rich, he's just so smart, he's so desperate to talk to these people. But we have to remember, he's in, he's, it's his first imprisonment in Rome. And by this time, it's not like they knew like how many years, there's no court thing. No, you're in prison, you don't know if you're going to live or not. This could have been the, he's probably writing and be like, oh man, this might be the last letter I write to people, Right? And this is one of the first imprisonment in which there's probably a lot going on Paul's head, where he is thinking, Lord, I am doing your work. I saw you just came out, came out to me when I was in the horse, and you said you're going to use me, right? And Lord, you've been doing great things, but now I'm imprisoned. If, I'm a, if, I'm in the, if I am in that context, I honestly don't think I can be writing this all of a sudden. And the purpose of this, there are a lot of purposes, rich in in, um, theology. One thing that I think it would match with our church, with this church name, is that he was just striving for unity between the people until Paul died. Paul just keeps saying Jews and Gentiles, Jews and Gentiles. Have you ever heard about those terms? And those like we in theology classes, they always hit you up with those Jews and Gentiles, right? Yeah. So Paul was going for it. Paul was making sure, man, I'm just striving because, man, just as Pastor John, your vision with what you have at this church in Carroll Stream and Glendale Heights is that, man, he just wanted this unity between the Jews and Gentiles. He wanted to break the cultural boundaries because he knows that God is a God, the same God who loves everyone equally, regardless of your status, your race, your ethnic, and everything. And the people background, the church in FS, it's not like I, what I, through my research, it's not like they're going through like a, crisis, they're also pretty wealthy, right? There were definitely things going on if he was writing a letter in, 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 in the prison. But one thing that we know was that Paul truly, truly, truly loved this church. So let's go into it. Let's go to verse 21 for a second. So let me read it. So that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. So the background of this guy, this guy called Taikikis, is uh, introduced in this verse. This random guy, right? It's just so funny because I was reading this in Korean, I was reading this in Japanese. The pronunciation this name is just so funny, they like change in every different language. But I think, I hope I pronounced that right. Is it right, Taikikis? That's probably why you would go for it as well? Taikikis, okay, yeah. Well, let's just go with Tai, how about that, yeah. (laughs) Tai might be better because that's a little bit of an English name, right? This guy called Tychicus, he is, um, is introduced in this verse. And this is after, don't forget, he even hits us, us with, the, with the verse in which you probably preached last week. He says, which, uh, this is a verse before that, verse 20, which is not part of today's text. He says, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Keep yeah. emphasizing, I'm in jail, bro. I'm not going to be out. I don't know when I'm going to be out. But 21, I am not going to be there, but I send my brother. Yeah. 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 He uses the word brother. Beloved brother, on other love, this is what love looks like, remember? He hits us up with this word love, and he is also a co-worker that just Paul truly trusted. Yeah. And this one, this verse, when I'm reading this, this shows the trait of Paul wanting to raise other leaders. Man, we're going to go in depth with good leadership. Good leadership that shows, uh, that shows what the biblical love is in the scripture. It really allows people to raise other leaders. We have, the reason why people just hate leaders sometimes, it, it could be politics, church, or anything, It's because people are so power hungry. Maybe not, you, you guys might be like, oh I'm not, I know, I hope not, but a lot of leaders who tend to be power hungry end up just causing a big bomb and just hurt us. This is not only in politics, this is in church as well. This is in Chicagoland. But one thing that we see in Paul, he's not trying to enforce these things. Be like, okay, you follow what I say. No, no, he's saying, all right, this is what the Bible says. This is what you need to do to walk with the Lord. But I am sending this another leader that what? I That I trust. And I just love that he uses a word called faith and love that really, that really symbolizes just some great traits of Paul that had. Because faith means trust, right? Real love trust others. And let me ask, I have some trust issues. I love like, trying to ask for trust, but then it's hard for me to really fully trust someone because I'm just so skeptical. Yeah, I may be loud, I may be happy, but in, my, in, my, in deep thinking, I'm very, very skeptical. But one thing I'm realizing in Paul, I don't know how much he knew Tychicus. Even the long, it's like some people think that, like, oh, 15 years of friendship, 30 year friendship. Putting that aside, He knew how to trust other people. He knew how to raise leaders, and he knew how to trust these people and place them in a leadership position. Verse 22, I have sent him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. Same thing. How much he trusted this guy, how much he loved and trusted this man that he would be able to place in this church that was going through those, those, maybe not crisis, not a riot, or some chaos where they needed help. He had a really, really beautiful leadership because his benediction and prayer included him sending out different leaders in this small church of, um, of Ephesus. And true love requires trust. When you say, uh, I love you, right? Um, I used to say that a lot in middle school. The, the, like, my mind-blowing <laughs> cultural shock in American culture is, you don't really say I love you in Japan. Like, it, it's just not really commonly used. They say, I like you, right? Even when you watch like a rom-com or any like fun drama, like love is kind of a, ex- it's, it takes like a little bit of a extra step, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I went to American school, like in middle school and then, like, I think someone wrote me an email, and then at the end, like, blah, 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 and says, love you, Mrs. blah, blah, blah. It was like from a teacher. And I remember, like, I'm like trying to, I mean, I, I picked up English pretty quick, and I'm like, love you? Like, bro, we just met. Like, you've taught me in, like three weeks, you know? Not saying that we shouldn't say that. I'm not, I hope you don't misunderstand by me thinking that don't say I love you. No, 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 but maybe true love, though, true love that he's trying to teach us maybe means you have to trust the people. There has to be just big, big bond. So for me, when I say I love you, I think a little bit more now, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying I'm not trying to love people, but honestly, it just really, really um, gives me an idea, man, I just truly have to love people. And I pray about this, God, God, teach me how to love other people. Teach me because he tells us to love others. Yeah, as, as Jesus loved us. But to be honest with you, I don't think I love people as much as he did. I can't die for people. I don't trust people like that, but Paul did. He was exemplifying that. Verse 23, says, Peace be to you, brothers, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now it's going with benediction. Every church you go to, regardless of small, medium-sized, big churches, they usually end with blessings. And this church is a special blessing, right? And I love blessing. People love blessing. They love it so much that in fact, they recently released a really famous song called The Blessing. It's just so funny because the lyrics only say Amen. Do you guys know this song? <laughs> amen. I'm like, man, the artist is lucky. He just wrote Amen. And he just, he's probably making a lot of money. People love blessing and Paul is hitting us up now with this benediction, with this blessing from, from the Lord. And I just love that he is using word love and faith one more time. Again, this is going back to what he was really describing from chapter one to four. Again, that is really striving for unity between the Jews and Gentiles. Yeah. He's mentioning that. He is trusting this leader Tychicus, and he's trusting that he will lead these people, yeah, so that they will strive for unity. Racial unity, ethnic unity, gender unity—anything that is going around, just people playing around with this politics. What they're saying is, no, no, no. God loves everyone equally. It's that simple. This is not only a blessing but a prayer for Ephesian, uh, the 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 people in this church. And you might be thinking, what's the difference? I thought you, I thought blessing is a prayer. You're right, it is but sometimes we often take benediction and blessing as just such a kind of like cultural thing at church where you just say, oh, this is just the words from God. No, what he meant in this text, he was truly praying for them. He truly meant it. And you might be thinking, the fact that he used the word peace for me was astonishing. He hits us up when he is in prison, when he is confused, he just drops a bomb saying, peace be with you. And maybe one of you might be thinking, well, I'm not in a space to do that. I'm not in a space to bless other people. Do you know my bank account? You know my, you know my work situation, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you see my family? I'm not in a spot to bless other people. I'm not in a spot to really tell these people to make sure to strive for unity and just make sure they have peace and love in their lives. This is now when we go back to the context. And remember, he's writing this in jail. Yeah, yeah. When the future and nothing is guaranteed in front of him. I get to um, work with youth just like you did, Pastor John. Um, we meet every Sunday night. It's fun. It's a good time. Um, and one thing that I see is they're happy, but I see a lot of people coming from broken family. And for them, they're confused. They, they don't know what's going on. And I remember having to talk about peace and love and joy And a lot of students end up sharing in small group later saying, I just can't be happy. I just can't be in peace, right? And the thing is, Paul knew that. Paul didn't write this knowing that you have to be happy all the time. No, no, no. He says, I'm in a chain of, art." remember this one? He says in verse 20, ambassador in chains. So he is keep emphasizing, I am still maintaining peace. I am ambassadoring. I am representing Jesus in the midst of being in jail. And now he's saying, you do the same in your setting as I am sending a different leader. Verse 24, Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. I just love this last two words, love incorruptible. This is just such such a beautiful, so that is literally my answer. This is what love looks like. What is that? Well, God's love is incorruptible. God's love allows people to be in peace when you don't, you just can't be in peace. I want, to, I want to share two main points today. Uh, one of them is true love raises other people. True love raises other people. This can be leadership role. This, can be, this is not only in this really high leadership setting place not just at church. You know, church is because you, know, you get to lead worship, you get to speak, or you get to do announcements. There is opportunity for you to really speak in front of people. People often just consider that as leadership. When this, this case, he's not just asking for Tychicus to be the public speaker, he's trusting him to really be a, just really be a leader in this church. Like, like pastors, like an elder, whatever that he was really implying to, true love that we can see from this text, this is what love looks like, true love raises other people, raises other leaders. And maybe you're not the person who likes to be in public. Maybe you like being in the back, you know? And that's a beauty of what I'm realizing in ministries, that some people love, you know, doing this, like, talk, like, you know, being the center of attention. I always wanted to be the center of attention since third grade. So that, I think I think I found a good fit. But anyways, there are people who likes working in the back. Maybe you're not, like, that's not your gift, and that's okay. But one thing that you have to remember is you have to figure out your gift and your, your goal is not to just finish on the top. Your goal is to really pray and really bless other people so that they can also finish on the top in whatever their occupation is in. Because I also believe in evangelical Christians. We must also strive for occupational excellence to glorify His kingdom. Just like Daniel did in the Old Testament. True love turns benedictions into truthful prayers. You might be saying, I am not, I'm not going to do the dictionary debate with you, all right? Like, benediction is prayer. Okay, all right? But what I'm saying is, it's not just words. Sometimes, do you know how many times at church they say, hey, man, I'll, I'll pray for you. Mm. Have you heard that before yeah, in many yeah. churches you've been to? <laughs> and I do that too. They're like, oh, you know, Daniel, I'm going through this. I was like, dude, I'll pray for you. And it's just so embarrassing me to say. <laughs> I probably pray like 20% of those that I say. Mm. Why? There's excuse, right? Oh, I'm busy, man. I'm I'm doing master's degree, I'm like working part, like there's a lot going on. But true love that polishing is that, that Paul is sharing is that he, true love allows to really pray for other people. And again, kind of going back to the peace part. Maybe you're not at the spot to pray for other people. Maybe you're not at the space right now. You're just going through so much that God needs to help you first. And then after you're a little more stable, then you get to pray for other people. Then you get to bless other people. You have to make sure you have the six-month emergency fund stacked in your Chase Bank account, and then you can probably maybe tide. And then maybe you can help other people and give some money to people who are struggling. Let me tell you, I feel the same way. And I, I, I really truly am sympathizing. While speaking this, I honestly am sometimes not in this spot of really being able to pray for other people. But one thing that I realize in ministry, I'm still young again, I'm gonna experience more, is that everyone has their own story. Everyone is going through things. Yeah. What I realize in my student ministry, we have 25 volunteers. God has just been blessed us with this amazing volunteers just kicking in, kicking in. And they're all so happy, right? Because they're leading other people, they're leading other students. They're college kids, they're working full-time, whatever their occupation is in. But when I'm meeting these people, one-on-ones or in a group setting, one thing I'm realizing, is man, they're going through a lot. Finance, health, like I just was like astonished. Well astonished usually in a positive setting. I was just just shocked to see that. But then I saw these people just coming every Sunday night serving students when they're not in the setting to serve. When they just feel like I have to figure it out, I have to figure out, instead of doing that, they are ready to serve others. With those little capacity that they have, they're ready to bring it and serve other people. And man, as a a future minister, pastor, whatever, missionary, I really, that's what really motivates me to move forward. And I'm saying, wow, that's what love looks like. Um, when I think about prayer, I genuinely, sometimes, it's really, really easy to underestimate prayer. Um, but I'm a product of product of a prayer being answered because I grew up in a very Christian, intense Christian. home. my father was an elder; they were in so strict. Went to Christian private school, and just in sophomore year, junior, year, I was just like, "This is I, I, I'm done." So I. It was like a little, it's a phase, right? You know, there's always, like, in a youth group, there's always these high school kids who think they're so cool for a youth group. I was one of them, right? But then instead of just sitting there and acting like I'm tough, I just didn't go, right? And my parents really wanted me to go to Christian school for undergrad. They, My father, like, um, secretly applied me to Gordon College in Biola, that's in California. And I was like, were you crazy? That's illegal, man. Like, <laughs> you don't do that, man. But then I was just like, hey, like, again, I'm not I wasn't, like, anti-Christian or anything like that. I was... Never like, not that, but I was just kind of like anti christians You know what I mean? I'm just, I just, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. my thing. I know. Like I like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, like Jesus was probably a good but figure. Like, but I don't like all his people. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> well, these people who like Jesus are just not my, like, they're not my people, right? They continue for five years. This is from 2014, 2015 till 2018, right? I wanted to go to big school, but I was not smart, so I had to go to a school that accepts any students, and I went to a school called Kansas State where it's 99% acceptance rate. So I was like, oh, I got in, and it was, it was cheap, and I loved it, and people think, oh, you're in the middle of nowhere, was it hard? I'm like, no, at the time of my life, even if I go back, I will do the exact same thing. Never went to church. My mom would always call me, and be like, did you go to church? I'm like, yeah, blatantly <laughs> lying. You know, not even no conscious sitting, I was like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, I did, I did. And whenever I go home, my mom would always open my suitcase and just pack a Bible in the front of my suitcase so that I wouldn't know. And I'm like, you know those like, those T T T T T C what 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 check is it? You know when they check the bags? Yeah, yeah. Bags. Right? And I'm like, I'm like, she's like trying to hide I like There's see this big book in the like front line. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she did it again. There's like 10 at home. Exactly. She's just like, all right, this is the year 2016, 2017. And I, I love, again, I love having fun, and there was a phase, I just, I wanted to be popular, I wanted to, and I really liked drinking, I loved to party. And there was one time I really, and I saw these guys who were in fraternities. I was like, oh, I'm going to rush a fraternity. I'm going to be like them, right? Instead of these, like, these Christians who go to church on Sundays, I'm going to go hard because I think I'm cool, right? I went to that phase, and I rushed, and I joined, and just every weekend was a blast. It was the best time. Saturdays were for the boys, and it was just amazing. And I remember it was Saturday at 2 a.m. I was in it, and then my brother was calling me with international phone with our, um, Korean WeChat, it's like a Korean app that we have, communication tool, and he was calling me, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is it? But then, you know, I... I I I I I always felt bad for my brother because we were like not like super close growing up. So then I answered his phone call, right? I was like, I just like stepped out for a second. I was like, hey, what's up? What's up? And he's like, oh, dude, just want to catch up. How are you doing? And this is like 2018, like 2018, like November around this area. And he's like, oh, how are you doing? I was like, yeah, dude, I'm good, man. He's like, why are you awake? I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. You know all these things like that. <laughs> and. <laughs> And he was just talking, and I was like, yeah, man, I hope you agree. We just talk for like three to five minutes. And then I, um, I was like, yeah, dude, I got I to go, man. I got to go. I got to go to bed. All right, yeah, wink, yeah. wink, you know? And then I'm like, I'm going to go, David. Like, That's his name. And I'm trying to get out. And then he said, hey, hey, like, can, you, can you wave real quick? He said, hey, like, you know your mom prays for you? He says, you know, our mom still prays for you in your room. phone's right here. I processed, right, a couple moments of thinking, and I hung up, tried to think about it, and I went back to the party and finished my beer. Mm. But then, that summer, I don't know what happened. No one helped me. I didn't have guys like you who came and tried to the Bible they. No one did. I just didn't click with that. But something was telling me to go to church. Haven't been for five years. Right? Five years. I found myself walking to church. Didn't have a license. Didn't have a car. Guess what? It was even a Sunday. It wasn't a Wednesday night. Something was hitting me. And I was so shy because I was always making fun of Christians. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't be like them. So I would just do it by myself. I said, I go on a walk. I just put in this earphone and walk on streets like that. 2.5 miles. I remember that. 45 minutes. Got there. God just worked in my heart. Three months later, I brought a transcript form, tra- transfer form saying, I'm, tra- I'm transferring to undergrad. Everyone thought I was crazy. And that's what got me to Moody. That's what got me to Wheaton. And the reason why I'm sharing this, I'm not trying to tell yo, this is like my story. The point of me saying is a lot of people ask me, bro, how did this happen? Even yesterday, my high school kiddos from Japan, they came over to my friend's house in Glendale Heights. actually, it's pretty funny. They were like, dude, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know, man. But we all know the answer to that because my mother prayed for me every day. Was she at peace? Was everything fine in her end? She was not in jail. But that continuous pray for my life Change who I am. I would have never guessed that I would be doing this right now. No one did. My brother didn't. My father didn't. My mother still didn't. But one thing that I want to encourage you, just really want to ask you, man: Are you at peace? And maybe it's a no. Maybe there's a lot going on. Maybe you're a student. Maybe you're working. Maybe you don't have work. Maybe just there's there just life is hitting you with with right and right and left, just north and south, all different kinds of direction. And if the answer is no, are you still taking your time to pray for someone else? We pray for ourselves. Oh man, it's easy. I I love praying for my need, man. I'm good at that. Everyone's like, do you pray? I'm like, oh yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I pray that the Lord will bless me. And, And trust me, everyone prays when they go through crisis, but I'm not telling about praying for yourself. Are you praying for other people? Or are you saying, i got to figure out myself first and then pray for other people? But let me tell you, Paul, in this last four verses in Ephesians, he hits us with the example of what love looks like. What love looks like is praying for other people when you are not in peace. What love looks like, you bless people with peace when you are not in peace. And I know it's hard. And I pray for you too. I'm encouraged. When I was praying I was like, oh man, I just had too many people in my heart, in my head, that I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I, I got to start praying for other people. I got to start praying for other people. And I did. And I know I'm over time. Am I? Oh, I had I still one or two minutes, right? I just, I'm going to finish this crazy testimony, right? Crazy testimony. Um, and then I joined a small group because I really wanted to join a small group, like Christian small group. I never had it. I knew a lot of people, never got in a small group. And the small group guys pray so much for other people. And to be honest with you, when there are 10 guys doing prayer requests, you just kind of like, my ADD was kicking in. I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I'm not going to remember all these, right? And it was my turn. I just kind of like, when not brave I was Hey guys, can you pray for my friend? He's like one of my friends who went to Wheaton College. And he's just struggling. He's just messing around, you know? Just, all right, but then I also, know everyone goes through a phase. I pray for him. And I say, like, hey guys, I, 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 I want to pray for him. My boss at Gospel Life Church always said, Daniel, you have to know, know how to have a hard conversation because I'm such a people pleaser. But that allows me to, people pleaser trait also allows you to not pray for other people, just be fake in front of them, make sure they hear things that they wanna hear. That's my problem. And in a small group I said, hey, can you pray for this guy? First time ever. And I actually prayed. It was like three minutes, you know, like you do the whole like, hey guys get in circle and pray for them. But this time I actually prayed. And guess what, I was going through a lot too. This is last week. This is a real story. He texts, the, the guy I prayed for, texts me at 9 a.m. the next day. And he said, hey, can I talk to you for a second? All of a sudden, like, I didn't, do, didn't initiate anything and nothing. And he just, like, stopped by my office at, at Gospel Life Church, right? He just stops by and he says, yeah, man, I just want to say, like, dude, I just kind of, like, I don't know what's going on, but, like, yeah, like, I, I just decided to stop messing around. I was like, what? Like, and this is before, because I was prepared to have the hard conversation. I was like, dude, you got to stop doing this, right? I was ready to do it. I was like, oh, maybe God is like allowing to come to create a space of me to make this ask. But he just sits down. And he's like, yeah, man, just kind of was thinking, bro. I just feel like I'm not doing this right thing. It's just not a right thing, you know, because he's not like quite you know, like really like ready to make the next jump at Christian faith right now. But he just said, I'm just, I just can't be doing this anymore. So I decided to just cut it off. I was like, what? And I remember he said this one last sentence. He said, you know, Daniel, he's always used to make fun of Christians. He's like, you know, Daniel, maybe God is real. So I want to encourage you. Maybe someone is popping in your head. Mom, dad, family, uncle, friend, whatever, whoever it is. You know that person's in pain. And maybe you're in pain. But I want to encourage you, just take some time. Today, when you go back to the car, just pray for them. Don't give up. Just pray for them. And you see this a product of changed lives, right? And that mother's prayer, when she was going through pain, allows me to push and do the same thing for other people. And I pray the same for you guys as well. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful Sunday. We thank you for this opportunity that we get to really dive in on this last book of Ephesians and really learning, Father, about the true love. Thanks for teaching us what love looks like. Thanks for a great example that Paul demonstrates where he prays for other people, where he really proclaims peace and love and faith when he was not in peace. And maybe, Lord, there are people out here who is not in peace. There are people who is going through health issues, who is going through financial peace, who is going through just relationship issues, just so many things going on, hitting us with all different directions. But Lord, I now pray that you will be with them and that they will be encouraged through your words, and they would also take some time, Father, to bless other people and proclaim peace, just like Paul did in this scripture. Yes. Lord, you are the God who redeems. You're the God who sees, and you're the God who remembers. Mm-hmm. Father, I pray that you will be with each one of us here this morning. In Jesus, in my prayer, amen. amen.